Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hi and welcome to Heads Up on Money. Think you don't understand the stock market? Think again. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thanks as always for joining me. So how did you get on in the Black Friday sales? No, I'm not talking about retailers, I'm talking about the stock market sale that presently seems to be carrying on. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, look up last week's episode. We're talking about the sale on the stock market. But coming up today, we're looking at the stock market through the lens of, I don't understand the stock market. I get what you're saying, Benjamin. Yes, I need a long-term buy and hold strategy. But what is the stock market? I don't understand it. So I had a previous episode on this, episode 7, one of the earlier episodes in the podcast, on what exactly is the stock market. That was more looking at the intricacies of why stock markets exist and why they're beneficial to you. In today's episode, I'm going to challenge the thought that you may have that you don't understand it. Because everyone understands the stock market, whether you are financially illiterate or if you're financially literate. By the end of this episode, I will have convinced you that you've got a far better understanding of the stock market than you think you do. And no, it's not about day trading in London, pinstriped suits and Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street. It's a lot more mundane and everyday than that. So listen up, let's get stuck into it. And in typical heads up on money fashion, before we do, if you are enjoying the podcast, leave me a rating, leave me a review if you're consuming this on Apple Podcasts and share it with your family and friends. The more people that know this stuff, the better your financial well-being and financial affairs will be. That's what Heads Up On Money is all about. It's arming you with the fundamentals you need to know about to get on top of your finances. And as always, we'll do it in a way where there's no BS, no waffle, no jargon, no acronyms, just solid, dependable, plain financial guidance. So here we go. Today's episode you think you don't understand the stock market, well, think again. Now, I can't take credit for this idea. It was a great financial advisor in our industry by the name of Andy Hart, who I first heard talk about this concept, so I really must credit him with it. And when I heard Andy refer to the stock market using this analogy, I absolutely loved it, and I really think it would bring a lot of value to the Heads Up on Money listeners. So, we're going to dissect the stock market, but not in the way that you expect we will. Stay with me. So what is stopping you from investing some of your hard-earned money in the long-term super engine that is the stock market? Well, in my experience, it often comes down to the common misconception that's shared by many of us in that I don't understand what the stock market actually is. And we all have our view of what we think the stock market is, but for many misinformed people, the image that comes to mind, as I alluded to, is the Wolf of Wall Street. It's making high-risk gambles on the fortunes of companies 
and in some cases it can pay off massively, but most of the time you just end up losing money. And as a result, we steer clear of it and it's not for us. It's for city traders, investment bankers, but not for Jane and Joe blogs on the street. That is not true. The stock market is for me, it's for you, it's for all of us. And as today's concept will bring to life, we are the stock market and the stock market is all around us. So instead of being pinstriped suits and making calls on the direction of currencies and equity markets, it's a lot less glamorous than that. It's significantly more dull than all of that. It's not for the ultra wealthy and it's not just for the financial literates. As I said, the stock market should actually play a part in everyone's financial planning journey. Why? Well, if you don't, you're going to seriously struggle to achieve your life goals with the financial resources you have available to you. Yes, I'm talking again about the terminator of wealth that is inflation. As episode 7 of my podcast went into, the stock market is simply the means by which we can beat the terminator of wealth that is inflation. And why do we do that? So that more of our money maintains its value, even increases in value, so that in the future we can buy freedom, flexibility and fun. That's what it's all about. And whatever your life goals are, if it's retiring earlier than you would hope because you've given up on work and you're exasperated with your boss, if it's taking a six-month sabbatical, which my partner Hannah and I, we did earlier this year, if it's helping children get onto a property ladder, the list goes on and on and it will be unique to you, your situation, your family, your own life goals. But the common thread that unites all of us is that we need the stock market to get us there. So if you're saying, okay, I get it, Benjamin, I'm sold, but I just don't understand what it is. Well, indulge me as I go into this analogy. It's 6am. Your alarm clock has just gone off on your mobile phone. Your mobile phone is designed and distributed by a company listed on the stock market. So you snooze your alarm and you roll over onto your comfy mattress that you purchased last summer from a company listed on the stock market. You begrudgingly drag yourself into the shower and the shower parts are made by a company who purchases raw materials from another company who are listed on the stock market. And you indulge yourself with your favourite playlist on your streaming service of choice and this is brought to your ears every morning by a company, you guessed it, is listed on the stock market. At 6.30am, you down a glass of orange juice produced and marketed by a household brand whose parent company is listed on a stock market, and you rush out the door before making a 25-minute commute to work in a car manufactured by a well-known automobile brand listed on a stock market. At 7.10am, you arrive at work with a skinny latte in hand and you purchased it from a well-known high street coffee vendor who are listed on a stock market. You had a bit of buyer's remorse and you felt guilty about not supporting the independent cafe next door and you promised yourself that you would head there tomorrow morning. And if you do, you should be aware that the coffee they make you will be made using a machine produced by a company listed on the stock market and it will be served to you in paper cups sourced by another company listed on a stock market. You're probably getting where I'm going with this, folks. So at 12pm, you escape the office, you take an early lunch... 
and you regret the fact you didn't make something in advance. So you nip out and with an important work meeting in half an hour's time, you've just about got time to nip into the local supermarket next door and grab a stale cheese sandwich and a bottle of black fizzy juice. Well, that supermarket will be a company listed on a stock market and that black fizzy juice, you know what I'm alluding to here, is produced by a well-known company listed on the US stock market. At 3pm, after your meetings, you're exasperated and you call your IT department at work to sort out the technical difficulties you're having on your work PC. The work PC, for your information, is made by a company listed on a stock market. At 5pm, you leave the office sharp to go for a drink with a colleague to a national pub chain listed on a stock market that's 10 minutes away from your office. And your colleague buys a beer crafted by a well-known global brewery listed on a stock market. And as you've got the car, you opt for a lemonade produced by the same drinks manufacturer as at lunchtime and who are again, reminder here folks, listed on a stock market. And you arrive home at 7pm. It's been a long day and tonight is not the night to channel your inner Gordon Ramsay. So for dinner, you throw fusli pasta into an indeterminate reddish sauce. And that sauce is made by a global producer of consumables who coincidentally are listed on a stock market. So after a rushed story time with the children, a book published by a powerhouse company listed on a stock market, you vegetate on your new three-piece sofa you purchased it from a famous Swedish home furniture giant itself are privately held, which means they are themselves not listed on a stock market, but they rely on a vast logistical business model of distributors, suppliers, contractors, many of whom will be listed on a stock market. And at 9pm after your long day, it's finally downtime. Downtime means it's time to argue about what to watch on the various streaming services you pay for, each of whom are listed on a stock market on your flashy new 50-inch TV, produced by, you get it, a company listed on the stock market. I could go on and on here, guys, but what lessons can you take from this little story? Why am I indulging you in this way? Well, put simply, the stock market is all around us. It's perceived to be this untouchable, ethereal concept, but in reality, it's not. We are the stock market. We eat, we sleep, we drink, we purchase, we smell, we hear, we watch, we drive, we cook the stock market every day of our lives. Sounds flippant, but it's not. The brands that we know, the services we purchase, the products we buy will indeterminately be linked back to a stock market. We are the stock market. So when you say, I know I should be investing in the stock market, but I don't really understand what it is, I don't know what I'm actually investing in, you just need to look around you and the evidence is everywhere in everyday life. And I call investing in the stock market coattail investing because that's what it is. You're riding along on the coattails of the most innovative and inspiring companies across the globe. And the stock market is simply the means by which we move our money into said companies and in turn we hope we too will be rewarded on their journey to success. And some will do poorly, some will do well, but if we're doing this in a sensible way and we're diversifying across industries, across sectors, across business models, in a low-cost passive fund strategy, 
then that's when, over the long time periods, the stock market is a gift. So there we go, money nerds. That was just a brief story trying to bring to life the concept of the stock market not being this untouchable thing that none of us can get a grasp of. In reality, it is all around us every day. All we're doing is investing some of our hard-earned funds into companies which will use our capital to improve their profitability and we will get a cut of their profits. That's all the stock market is. So next time you claim you don't understand the stock market, well, you do. Just open your eyes and ears and the proof will be there. So if you've enjoyed this one, please let me know. I think it's been a really fun one. I've got a blog on this as well and I had great fun writing it. Please share it with the people in your life who will get value from this. I think it's a really important concept and makes you realise that the stock market is really for all of us. And on that final note, money nerds, I'm going to sign off. I'm about to click close on my laptop, which is produced by a company listed. Okay, you get the idea. No more, I promise. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you on next week's episode. Have a brilliant week. Goodbye. (laughs) 